Hello. Hi. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Okay. All right. Just okay? I'm tired. It's been a uh, long day. Well, it has been a long day, yes. Here we are near the end of it. Near the end of the year. I know. Wow, that's even crazier to think about. This was a short year. I feel that way, too. It's like there was a lot that happened, but I can very easily remember back to the beginning of this year and most of the high points right. pretty easily. Yeah. Right. That's the thing. It's like, you know, oh, a year ago? That was just a few months ago. Right. Exactly. A, even a few weeks ago, sometimes, it seems. Um, yes. That's That's the weird thing about it. Well, what's especially weird for me, I've probably told you this already a couple times, so stop me if I've said it before, but, um, and you may be hearing my younger siblings yelling and screaming and fighting and playing in the background. I heard, I just heard someone, yes. You probably heard someone going, oh, and I think yep. that was my brother Jimmy. Oh, okay. Hi, Jimmy. He can't hear you. Oh, okay, never He's mind. He's on the other side of the house. He's just being really loud all over Wow. It's, yeah, it's... Uh, all the wrong sounds carry into my room. So all the stuff uh, I don't want uh, to pick up on the podcast, you'll hear that in my room. Sure. So when people are trying to call for me and get my attention, then it, that kind of sound, you can't make it out. But what I was yeah. trying to say, because the sound is all muffled, that's what it is. Yes. Um, but what I was trying to say is that um, I always think of the time when I started Muppet Hub as being very, very recent. As far as, you know, starting it as Muppet Hub under the Muppet Hub name. But I think of the time when I was running it as Boober's Blog as being a very long time ago. Even though those two events are one day apart. There's a day <laughs> when I changed over from being Boober's Blog to being Muppet Hub. So why is my brain sorting them into two totally separate time periods? That's very weird, yes. Right. But yeah, that day was, um, I'm coming up on two years since one of the best decisions of my life. Mm -hmm. um, and so that's that's fun. And of course, always on the back of my mind is when am I going to do something about 11-point collar that makes it only once a month or just retires it all together. But now it looks like because of Let's Talk Muppets, I'm kind of attached to the Muppet podcasting world until the series is done, until the TV series is done. At least until then, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm in this now. I'm I'm stuck with it. So I at least no have to make out. it to I at least have to make it to the end of the season. Um, and I'll probably try to do as much as I can for season two, assuming well, there's I've, a season two. I was just going to say, I've heard rumors that... Well, we've uh, all heard rumors. That there is... But, of course, it depends on the performance of these last six episodes. Mm -hmm. But the door is open, definitely. Ah, the door is still open to your heart? Mm-hmm. Ah, that door. That not, too. Not, yes. not, not the door next to it, which is the door to season two. No, no, not that. And certainly not the door next to that, which is the door to seasons four and five. Mm. Well, we all know that four and five are just, you know, Disney's <sighs> least favorite numbers. Yet one more year has passed <laughs> that we have not, for no discernible reason, right? There's no logic to this. It's just, you want it? You want it? You want it? Nah. <laughs> no, see, the, the logic to it is, um, hey, we're the Walt Disney Company and we want to release seasons four and five of The Muppet Show. You own the publishing rights to these songs. Can we publish The Muppets recordings of these songs? 
And what I understand is it's on their end, the people who own their music rights, who for no logical reason are going, nah. Well, it took the Beatles how many years to get onto streaming platforms. That happened actually just recently. So that actually, that that was my Christmas present, really. (laughs) So do you have any idea what we're doing or what this is for? Well, you mentioned that this is going to be like a parody episode for Star Wars, but like, let's talk Star Wars. So... I'm guessing that you want to just focus mostly on the new movie, but maybe you want to focus on the entirety of the Star Wars universe. I, I don't wanted, know. I wanted to get to um, play around a little bit, and I wanted to talk about some other things in the Star Wars world and address some other things a little bit, too. Um, and so I, I want to touch on those, but I want to be primarily focused on The Force Awakens. So the idea That's good. here is that I think that Um, because I have so many things to talk about that I want to tell people about and don't have much of an excuse to do so, every now and again, this doesn't have to be a regular thing, by no means, or it would take up all my time, but every now and again, if I've got some spare time and I've got something I'd like to talk about, uh, then what I can do is a little spin-off of Let's Talk Muppets. That'll be Let's Talk Star Wars or Let's Talk Beatles or Let's Talk uh, Star Trek or Let's Talk Disney or what have you. Um... And just that get the opportunity fun, yeah. to do to just explore talking about something else in case any of my listeners or your listeners happen to be interested in what our takes on that kind of thing would be. Because if they're interested yeah. in listening to us talk about Muppets, why wouldn't they be interested in listening to us talk about anything else? Oh, you'd be surprised. But, uh, but it is a great idea. And in fact, if we do a Let's Talk Beatles, we have to record it back at Gene Beretta's house with the three of us. Really? Oh, he's the world's biggest Beatles fan, yes. <gasps> oh, I didn't know this. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right, fine. We'll, we, we'll have to arrange this. I'm every, sure every... <laughs> he would love to host us for that, yes. <laughs> every summer, the trip to Philadelphia, great. The annual um, pilgrimage. Right, well, well, we may be, well, what if we actually ended up trying to make an annual pilgrimage to Atlanta, as we joked about before? Now, that would be a lot of fun. That, it would be totally time-consuming and expensive, but to get to see all the changes that they're going to be constantly making to the center is going to be great. Well, it, no, that's that's definitely good because I used to go about once a year anyways just because they would open some new you know exhibit, and so I'd always be going down there. But now they're, they're really just going to be swapping things out from this point forward, but it, we definitely need to be down there to present some of that stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, at some point, I'm going to be playing the song Mas que Nada during the show. Understandably, right? What song is that? You've never heard? Oh, that's right. You don't listen to standards. Mas que Nada is one, <laughs> or, or Mas que Nada is one of my favorite songs. It's a Latin jazz song that has been re-recorded and covered many times. Um, uh, when it's done with vocals, it has fantastic harmonies, and the main version of it, the most famous is by Sergio Mendes and Brazil 66. Hmm. Um, by the way, one of the lead singers in that group uh, is Lenny Hall, who is now married to Herb Alpert, and I saw her in concert when I saw him in concert. Very cool. Um, and I think she sang a little bit of this song, but uh, Mach Canada is uh, just, it's just, for me, it's a really nice, fun, upbeat Latin jazz song that gets me really pumped, and they have a place in... Star Wars The Force Awakens called Mas Kanata. 
Okay, I thought that might have been like the the track name for the song that goes do 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 do. I thought that might have been the name of that. No, the name of that I'm pretty sure is Cantina Band Number One. Okay. And then there's the other one that they play in the Cantina Band that goes um do 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 Yeah, and that's Cantina Band Number Two. Gotcha. By the way, no, I'll mention this later. Okay. Thank you very much for doing this, by the way, and going along with another one of my crazy schemes. Oh, of course. This will be fun. Um, I, I, I do appreciate, even though you're a very busy guy, uh, how you will put some time aside just to have some good fun with whatever crazy antics we think would be uh, interesting for listeners. Well, and especially because the work that we do always turns out really good. Like, we have... Actually, we've developed a very good uh, co-hosting style. It's I think true. For, t- yeah. for two guys who don't have co-hosts technically on their shows, we kind of do a co-hosted production now, and we've figured out how to do it very well. That's very true. We at, we we're at the point now that we make pretty good co-hosts. Like I've I've listened. I'm actually in the practice of listening to a lot of different podcasts now because I'm trying to find new prospective clients for Flipper, Flipper Media, mm. and so many of that so many of those productions are just people sitting around and they're they're talking but they're not talking with purpose they're not talking like they're doing a show you know and it's 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 very very pointless and a lot of the stuff that we do is pointless but it's still like we do it knowing that okay there's going to be some entertainment value and i mean with not to brag but you and i are just that good at what we do that we can (laughs) we are that we can pull off a really good show you know, I, I gotta say, I'm impressed that even though it's by no means a perfect podcast, Dylan Gale is already at a point that it's pretty good right now. If you listen to their Christmas stuff, those I need two to listen to that. Yeah, have a good hosting dynamic right now, and always know what the bases are that they're going to hit in a show, and know what the topics are. And in almost every show, I think for for part three of their Christmas special, they let it go long just because. It was part three. They had to finally finish talking about Christmas. Yeah. Um, it took them forever. So, I mean, all three parts put together are a two-hour ordeal because um, they just had so much to say about Christmas. But the running gag on Dillingale is generally they have a half an hour exactly. They set the timer. They have a half an hour to get through all the topics and finish talking or they blow up. Oh, very nice. That's brilliant. That's really good. Yeah. It's, and the reason, one of the reasons why they do that is because it forces them to stay focused. But yeah. another reason is they are well aware that a lot of people just, d- like me, just don't have time to listen to podcasts that go much longer than a half an hour. And yet, here yeah. I am making podcasts that go longer than a half hour. Now, generally, I will try to keep it down to about 35, 40 minutes. I noticed that, yeah. If it's a normal 11 PC show and I'm not doing something special like an interview. Mm-hmm. Um, or Let's Talk Muppets. Let's Talk Muppets I let go long because we're going to fully explicate each and every episode. And people, mm-hmm. and I know that the listeners don't have to listen to each episode of Let's Talk Muppets. They just have to listen to the ones that are about the shows that they've watched if they want to hear our analysis of those shows. Yes, nice yeah, usage yeah. of the word explicate also, by the way. Oh, thank you. That, I didn't that, even that, notice it, but yeah. No, that, that did not go unnoticed. That's uh, that's quality right there. Well, you know, I, I try to work on uh, my vocabulary to keep it pretty tip-top shape. Pretty big, right? Big vocabulary, yeah. One might even say grandiose. Ooh, might. 
in fact, yes. Let's start this thing. Um, okay. But what I'm, I was trying I'm to ready. tell you is that the opening of the show, if mm. all goes well, is going to be another one of my crazy sketches because for some odd reason, ever since I started watching certain movie reviewers online who will do their review within a storyline that's going on and involve different characters and things, um, I've enjoyed doing that same kind of thing and making putting everything in a funny context by adding things like um, the Book of Shame. Yes. You know, which was so fun for me to do because if I'm going to have to mention Muppet Productions I haven't seen why not make a big deal out of it torture Louie a little spoof Harry Potter you know you did a really really great job with that yeah thank you like it didn't just sound like oh he's doing a voice like you made it into a real personality that you were talking with and interacting with okay that's what I've tried to do with, that, with it was good with, with yeah. just about all my stuff with Louie I've worked really hard to make it seem like we really are two different characters talking to each other like in a Charlie McCarthy sense. And if I'm not mistaken, you even did a little bit of like you panned him off to the side. Mm-hmm. Yes. So he sounded oh, yeah, catch. so in the stereo field. Wow, well, you noticed I mean, that. Of course I'm going to notice that. Yes. Oh, you listen with headphones, don't you? Well, I listen with headphones, but I'm just being an engineer, um, you know, you you do listen for that kind of stuff and you you created an environment. It was very nice. Thank you. I that's, I've actually been doing that with Louie for a long time. I mm-hmm. will do, if I can, if I've got the time, I'll generally have um, less compression, a little bit of muffling, slightly lower volume, and slightly to the side. Yep, that's good. So that he, so that it's clear I'm directly in front of Mike, he's not. But for this one, I let him get a little closer. We kind of shared the spotlight a little more. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it was a fun bit to do, especially when... Uh, when I mention the mark on his forehead, and then you just wait, whack. Yeah, uh, that's it's. Yeah, that's my sense of humor right there. Some good old-fashioned cartoons there, yeah. Mm-hmm, because for those few seconds, there's nothing going on but you imagining gears turning. Mm-hmm. It's silence. You don't see anything. You don't hear anything. You just feel the gears turning in my head as I figure out how to handle this. Um. And, and also that's, that sketch, like a lot of the stuff I've been trying to do lately, I think works on multiple levels, which is what I try to go for. If you're in on this, then you'll get the joke this way, but if not, then maybe not. So for the opening of this show, what I'm going to do is I, it takes place, the opening takes place uh, right before we started recording the Christmas episode of Let's Talk Muppets. Okay. Um, and... I, I, I can't figure out all of the details right now, but the idea is I'm basically saying, good heavens, no more Let's Talk Muppets until February. I don't know what, what am I going to do with myself. Hopefully it'll have better acting than this. Um, yeah. I know, I, I hate my acting sometimes. Sometimes I get it just right <laughs> and I love my performance, but most of the time it's like, yeah, that could be a lot better. But I'm not an actor. I'm a podcaster and right. a puppeteer. And puppeteers are supposed to overact anyway, to some extent, with their voices. So, you true because they're yes. voice actors in part. But mm-hmm. uh, so I, I'd say something like that, and then suddenly I, I'm hearing something calling to me, and you know, see a box. I'm like, huh, never noticed that before. Open it up, uh, pull out a microphone, and then suddenly you hear something that's like that's exactly like what happens when Ray picks up Luke's lightsaber. Okay. It's that kind nice. of montage. And so you hear, you know, 
JD, these are your first steps, that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and if you would like to record that part, that would that would be extra funny. Just do a ridiculous British accent. Um, sure. And so, you know, oh, just playing a few things to. like yeah. that, you know, you hear Yoda's voice, everything's really echoey and whooshy and the music's eerie. And then uh, you hear the clip from Superman, can you read my mind? Just for no reason. Um, oh, man, yeah. Uh, possibly Pepe saying, build the jacuzzi. And, and then it ends, and then I go, oh, I've just had an apostrophe. You and, definitely need that uh, build the jacuzzi line. Yes. Okay. All right. Because um, Muppet fans will pick right up on that. Like, hardcore ones. Mm -hmm. Other ones won't. It'll be funny, but the ones who know will be like, mm -hmm. oh, that's great. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I say, I've just had an apostrophe. And... I uh, then get the call from you, and I play the little bit where you say, um, are you recording? And you don't need to re-record that, of course, because I already have it. Um, okay. Because that's the part, if, if they've listened to the outtakes for that show, they know that's the part when you were about to do your bit about, um, hi, everyone, I've started recording oh, early, right before... The word JD, of the day thing. The word of the day thing. So this takes place right before we record the word of the day thing. Um and so you hear the start of that, and I'm like, so you say, J.D., are you recording? And I'm like, yeah, but see, I've just had this amazing, we'll start recording. Okay, uh. I'll tell you later. <laughs> so you cut me off from my comedy bit so you can do your comedy bit, and then we play the theme, and now here we are, and we see this is what my idea was. Very nice. Very, so do you want me to do some lines here before we really, like, start this? Um, if you'd like, that would be nice. I was going to say, like, we could just knock that out, and that way you have it. Because so, I, right. I, I don't need many other lines. The only thing that I'd really need you to say is, um, JD, these are your first steps. Okay. How do you, like, and you just want, like, a, a quirky British accent kind of thing? Um, last time when we talked, you did a wee bit of something of a Ringo voice. That's exactly what I was going to do, yeah. If you can do that, but then at, at the very end as you progress, I, I think I may have recorded the audio from that part of the film when I was in the theater today, don't tell anyone, just mm. so I could listen to it as a reference. Yeah. Um, and so what, what I recognized, though, is that when they do that line, Ray, these are your first steps, um, that really comes towards the end, and it gets very, very whispery. And so if you kind of play that up, these are your first steps. <sighs> oh, wait. Okay, so I... What do you think of this? We're like, these are your first steps. Rah, rah, I'm a fire-breathing dragon. <laughs> um, I'm not so sure. Most people aren't going to know that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I'm not so sure about the fire-breathing dragon part. But okay, it, but the re but the rest of it? it. Yeah, the rest of it. If you read reread that, just slightly slower. Okay, here we go. JD, these are your first steps. Okay, for the these are your first steps, can we get a bit more of a whisper? If you lose the accent, that's fine, because the voice actor who recorded it in the film obviously lost the accent once okay. he was doing the yeah. whispering. So. Let, me, let me try and keep it, but I'll, we'll, yeah, take two. JD, these are your first steps. That sounds really good. Can we get a little bit of the breathing that comes right after that? Oh, yeah. JD... These are your first steps. And inhale and exhale. 
Thank you. That's perfect. All right. So that'll be there at the front of this Thank audio. Thank you so much for volunteering for that. Oh, yeah. Now we've both done that with each other, you know. Have we? Because you were coaching me to do the uh, intro for the Muppet cast. For oh, that that's episode. right. Yeah, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. It, I can't believe how long it took me to figure out how I was supposed to do that read, though. Because it, once mm-hmm. it clicked, it's like, oh, that's obvious. This is what I should have been doing all along. <laughs> um, yeah. And yet, for some reason, it didn't click at all till a day later. That's okay. I don't have much of a script, but I have a place to start. Okay. And is so it we, at, at the beginning? Uh, yeah. Well, let's start at the very beginning. It's a very good place to start. It is. I am not a fan of Pee-wee's Big Adventure. And You that, stop right now. I know. What? I'm sorry. It's, I, I know I should be. And when I saw the trailer for it, I was like, this looks like the best movie ever. I'm going to love this. Then I watched it. And keep in mind, I saw very little Pee Wee Herman growing up as a kid. Very little. Almost none. I was vaguely familiar with him. I got more and more aware as I got older. Uh, not too familiar with the Playhouse. Never seen a full episode of that show. Haven't seen the Christmas special yet, but I want to. Um, but this particular <sighs> film really made me so upset because I mean it's Tim Burton so I know I'm getting something visually amazing and it was as a film visually it's awesome but then it doesn't even have Johnny Depp or Helena Bonham Carter (laughs) uh, good point good point and is it really a Tim Burton film if it doesn't have those two in it well not really no no it doesn't count it at least has to have one of them you know here's the problem JD is you thought you didn't have any listeners before. You really don't have any now. You shouldn't have said that. <laughs> it's See, the thing about it is, though, it that particular film has, and I'm going to use that expression way too many times, that particular film. It's my mm. um, overall now. Okay. Or whatever that expression was that I said too many times before on the show. I alternate through expressions that I use too many times. Mm, interesting. Um, I know. It's a bad habit of mine. But the important thing is, with this movie... It's falling prey to a problem that so many screenwriters have, and that's falling into the trap of and then. You don't want to be an and then kind of film. That's bad. I struggle with this in my storytelling so much. It's really difficult. And it's not like I write a lot of screenplays. I've tried to write screenplays. I'm still working on a screenplay or two. But I do recognize, at least certainly when I'm in the outline uh, phase, that... I have to be careful that my transitions from one event to another, one scene to another, one plot element to another, are not and then this happens, and then this happens, and then this happens. What the pros in the business will tell you, whether they work as story writers for Pixar or on the, the going from the child's end of the spectrum to the adult's end of the spectrum on South Park, they will tell you you have to use because of that transitions, also known as therefore transitions, or but then transitions. Because if and this happens and this happens and this happens is all you have, you don't have a story, you have a series of things happening. And there's a difference. However, if you have a story that goes this happens and therefore this happens, but then this happens, so this happens and therefore this happens, but then this happens, but then this happens, therefore this happens. Now it's taking enough twists and turns here that it actually works well as a roller coaster ride that's going to keep people interested and trying to figure out how it's going to go. And there are a few films that can get away with and then and then and then 
very few. I don't think Pee-wee is one of them because you get so many scenes that don't mean much. And consequently, you can take some of those scenes and rearrange the order of them, and it's still basically the same movie. You take the large Marge bit when he, you know, has that experience, or that's her name, right? Yes, that's her name. <laughs> you really didn't want to help me there at all, even with the simplest thing of remembering the name. Uh, but if no, you take if you take that scene when he's in the truck with her, um, and then they he goes into the bar and he mentions who sent him, and they all get freaked out, and then it means nothing. There's no consequence to that other than the jump scare with the weird claymation. That's the only consequence of that scene, the only thing that comes of that, and the reaction in the bar. And then that doesn't really lead to anything else. It's just there. And that scene could be cut and it wouldn't make a difference. It could be moved to another part of the film and it wouldn't make a difference. And most scenes in the movies are in, in that film are like that. Even when you get to the conclusion, suddenly it takes a random detour when he has to save pets from a pet store. That wasn't set up. Doesn't really have anything to do with the plot. Again, it, it could be there or not be there. And it, it's just it's just random. And so if you're going to do a film that's random for the sake of being random and you're making that funny, sort of in a Python-esque way, you, you might be able to get away with it. But this one seems like it's trying to be a story and just has no idea how to be. It's a child's idea of what a story should be like, not an adult's. And what that means is if you watch it as a child, you're probably going to like it a lot and still like it as you get older. But if you go into it when you're a bit older, then you're going to notice the storytelling flaws and it's just not going to grab you and it didn't grab me. Okay, number one, your entire opinion is wrong. Okay. Oh my, come on. Come Muppet, on. Muppet Treasure Island is one of the most quotable films in cinematic history. <sighs> it is. If you talk to the casual fan... They know the quotes from Up at Treasure Island. You just turn your 19-year-old fresh Prince of Bel-Air, Maryland self right back around to Canada, sir. I'm not from Canada. I'm not even one-eighth Canadian. 16th? No. 32nd? Not at all, but I did, rec I did recently find Have out that... Have you seen Canada? Uh, Yes. But that's... Then you should know how to get there, sir. <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure you just go upwards. From where you are, yes. Actually, and where anyone is, yes. Pretty much, yeah. Australia, yeah. just go up. No, no. Not, well, uh, not Australia. Well, technically, if you keep going up, eventually you'll go over the North Pole and end up in Canada if you go well, Australia, okay, that's... I would think. But at that point, right? you're going down again. Uh, at that, shh, not important, beside the point. Oh. I actually did recently find out that I am almost certainly... Um, uh, well, I won't. I won't phrase it this way. I'll say my eighth grandfather or great grand, going back that many generations. Um, on I guess my father's side, a Your certain great times eight. A Your certain, great times eight. A, yeah, sure. A certain um, Lawrence Hensel is apparently the relative from whom I get this Hansel name, and he actually was from Germany. So, so there you go. So okay. that's why my last name sounds German. And he came to um, uh, to Philadelphia, which is, I guess, where my family started before eventually migrating slightly downward towards northern Delaware, um, which is where a lot of them were for a while, or over to uh, New York State, where a lot of them were for a while. But that's not what we're supposed to be talking about, Steve. Um, what were we supposed to be talking about? I mean, I know Star Wars, but more specifically... 
Um, Canada? We we had been talking about Muppet Treasure Island and how much I love that. But, oh, that's right. But the thing it, it is... It's not bad. I, I'm not saying it's bad. It's just not as good as the gym movies. Its soundtrack is not as good as the soundtracks to the gym movies. But aside from that, I do think it's very nearly on par with Great Muppet Caper. I mean, I just... I look at it and I want to cry. I think that's another song lyric, but it's going over my head. I'm sorry. And you call yourself a fan. Oh, I I'm so sorry. My I All can't right. re- I can't remember everything. I can remember some things that you can't, but I can't remember everything. The thing is though, as we go along, when we find something that's similar to what's happened in previous films, particularly episode four, then we take a shot of tap water. Okay, you can take a shot of tap water if you want. By the way, I have another idea. Mm. Um, we, we should still absolutely do this, mm-hmm. but I, I want to expand on this idea because I like it so much, JD. Okay. What we should do, if if we ever do like a Muppets kind of podcast, because this is sort of a Muppets idea, mm. so um, if we ever get around to that, we could do this kind of idea. Uh, however, we would take something that already established, like the Muppet movie, and then make up... Uh, as we go along, an imaginary Muppet film that we would be reviewing as like um, almost like a Force Awakens kind of remake where we take a lot of the same Muppet themes from the Muppet movie, but then modernize it, change it around, maybe put in some new songs. Mm. You you hear what I'm saying here? You feeling me? So you're saying we should make the 2011 Muppet movie? Uh, uh, Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. Yes, yes. Yeah. I can joke to no end about how how many issues I have with the 2011 Muppet film. And I I meant to save this for later as a joke. I will make it into a joke later anyways. Mm-hmm. I'm still going to. I will never shut up about this. But the plot to the 2011 Muppet movie is a shot-for-shot remake, or just about, it seems, almost, of the Country Bears movie that Disney made. You've said this before, and I still need to go and watch that movie. You have yeah. to watch it, because basically what they do is they take the Bears in the Country Bears movie, switch it with Muppets, and that's that's it. So, I mean, the villain um, was, uh, let's see, uh, he got made fun of when he was young because of a performance by the Country Bears, and that oh. made him hate the Country Bears and want revenge, and that's why he started his plans to tear down their theater. Yep, yep, yep. And so now, years later, here we get this young bear living with a human family, and he realizes that he doesn't quite fit in with them. He's a little different. Um, You know, very different from his older brother, who's a human. Uh, And so, (laughs) And so eventually he sets out on a quest to find the people with whom he actually belongs, these country bears, and, you know, get them all together again, performing at the old theater. Um, But along the way, he finds that they've all split, they've all gone their separate ways, so they have to go around collecting them, getting them all together again, so they can put on one big show to raise enough money before the theater gets torn down. No, wait, wait. They need to get together again, again. That's correct. Right. Um, Sorry, uh, I hopped ahead there. And they thought that no one was going to show up and it seemed like the theater was empty and everything, and then it turns out they actually have a huge fan base. Tell me there's not a hobo in the theater. Is I there a hobo, I don't Joe? think so. 
I, it's oh, been a long okay. time well, since they, I've they, seen they might have forgotten about that point. So. I, but can you hear what I'm saying, Steve? Oh, man. JD, this is the worst Star Wars podcast ever. It, it's pretty terrible, I know. And so, oh. I know. Well, the, the thing is, with this kind of a show, Steve, because of the spinoff that we're doing, really, it's just an opportunity for us to talk about whatever. It is. I and, mean, we just wanted to make another podcast, right. and this and, is our excuse. And most of it's going to be Star Wars, maybe. But anyway, yeah. getting back to our game. Getting back to oh, our game. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. Luke Skywalker, you just gave me a good edit point, so if I may, I'm going to use this chance to take a quick potty break just because ah, I the, knew the it. I knew it wasn't going to take very long. I'm All sorry. Right. I, I, no, no, well, it's fine. Before we started the game, I needed that break. I've been That's waiting. That's just fine. So, yep. Yeah, since you gave me that edit point, I'm going to... Uh, I'm going to take advantage of this, and I'll be back in just a couple minutes. Thank you for your okay. patience. Me too. Okay, let's do this. Are you there? No. Oh, rats. All right, I'll wait till you get back. Okay, I'm back. Oh, great. That was very convenient. How did you Hi. know? How you doing? How did you know I wanted you to come back? That was something else. Um, it's just... Yeah. Psychic, yes. Got uh, a little bit more, uh, well, it's, it's not tap water, let's just be honest. But. Okay. <laughs> oh, that'll make this show even more fun. Um, uh, I'm, I'm mixing uh, Star Wars and Jack Sparrow. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. The um, rum is not gone, is what I'm saying. Mm. All right, let me just get more water in me, because I'm really thirsty. I've been really thirsty all day. Hmm. All day, probably because I've been running around a lot. Today was my Delaware day. Delaware day. Now, what's Delaware day? Well, what what I mean by that is today was the day when I made one of my regular pilgrimages to Delaware, which is where my doctor is, my dentist is, uh, my oh. old friends from high school are, my grandmother is, uh, my other grandparents on my father's side are, and just about every place I'm nostalgic about from the early years of my life. Okay, I get it. Yep. And most of that stuff is at least an hour away from me. Mm, so yeah. what usually happens is I'll set aside one day when I say, okay, I'm going to stop at this store, and I'm going to stop to have this appointment, and I'm going to stop with this relative, and I'm going to stop with these friends, and I'll hit all these bases and then go home. Um, because if I go all the time, then first of all, you know, it just just today, my trip was like, you know, at least $10 in gas money because of all the driving around I did. Um, and then there are tolls, so you want to go not very often. And then there's the fact that, uh, Delaware just stinks as far as driving goes, because you're driving on ridiculous roads that don't make any sense. Navigation is impossible. Traffic is everywhere. Tra uh, the traffic lights are stupid. And the drivers are totally nuts. What are you doing? Huh? Oh, nothing. Just typing. Making some notes. You were typing on a typewriter? No, my keyboard. Why is it so loud? Because I put my phone down on my lap so I can actually I can have two hands free to type because otherwise I'm I'm holding my phone in my left hand and talking into my Zoom H2N. Okay. But I'm still holding the phone relatively close to the mic so that you can hear me just as clearly as you'll be able to hear the voice track later on. Okay. But keep talking. Like, I'm just making a couple side notes here in the background. If it's all right, I'm going to keep going with the game. Okay, that I just sounds get through this. great. Because I know where you left off, and I know where to edit, too. So. It, it would just be so great. Because he's, he's a very innocent character. He just 
<laughs> as bad luck. Oh my. Um. Anyway. Yes. We suck at doing a Star Wars podcast. <laughs> We're never going to finish this. <laughs> well, well, the th- I'm going to edit this down. Okay. That's a lot of the random stuff really is going good. elsewhere. A okay. lot of the random stuff is going elsewhere. So yeah. the problem, in part, is our really long story synopsis here from IMDb. Thanks, Kim. Anyway, uh, Poe names. Nope, we're not there yet. Haven't gotten to that. Um, on the well, first, we could, we could we could get there if you really really wanted. Okay, then you might get a bigger reaction to some extent, like a gasp. Stan but, Lee just turned like ninety, I think. Right? Uh, I think he turned uh, ninety-one or something like that. And he's still performing um, Big Bird. That's amazing. Uh. uh <laughs> what just happened i just i just i just thought i'd piss a couple more people off you just totally i thought he was isn't stan lee working at a hot dog stand now uh yes in some universes in some yeah. universes in other universes he's working at a college in others he's a mail carrier yeah yeah that guy gets around he does he does i think it's i think it's a very 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 funny running gag that stan lee happens everywhere doesn't matter what universe it is or what the context is. It's just a Stan Lee is always everywhere. He's somewhere. the one constant. In every, yes. Yeah, in every version of reality, there's always a Stan Lee in some role. Even As well in there the, should be. Even in the Princess Diaries 2. Really? Yes. Oh, gosh. There's a Stan Lee cameo and a Paul oh. Williams cameo. Not important right now. <gasps> really? Oh. If memory serves, there is. Okay, let's see. Wow, my audio levels are all over the place. When I laughed, boy, did that peak. And I was leaning way over to the side when I did it, too. Hmm. Really? But I laughed big and loud. Hey, did you ever see that Auphonics link I sent you? No. Did you um, send it today? No, I sent it quite a while ago. But um, there's a, a software service online called Auphonics. A-U-Phonics. And... Um, <laughs> You what what it is? It, it's kind of like a leveling program, but it does so much more. It it really shines up your voice track to give you a nice consistent, uh, consistently consistently leveled track, and it does so using even newer standards of audio. So you your loudness, you're not like overpowering, but it's it's at the optimum level where it should be. It's how really much, cool. How much does it cost? Uh, you can use it for two hours a month for free, meaning two hours of audio. Mm. Yeah, it's kind of cool. Aside from those two hours. Aside from those two hours, I think you could get like 10 hours or so for maybe 12 bucks a month or something, mm. maybe even more hours. But since it's an online software service, mm. you know, you're essentially paying to hit their servers so that they can do the work on your file, and then yeah. they just spit it right back to you. But right. I did it just as an experiment, and granted, I like my process better, but if I didn't know the process that I used, this is what I would use. It's mm. fantastic. I'm really, really struggling to find my place right now in this outline, because it is too long. Anyway, uh, what, mm-hmm. I was, what I was trying to say is that finally when the Falcon Ray demonstrates that she knows the history of the ship, it changes hands several times. Oh, it, 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 uh, bleh. Let me, I'm going to reread that. Ray demonstrates that, but yes, just send in your, your uh, answers to this. So if I can, man, I, this, it's so, such tiny print. I can never find where I am in this outline. I'm zooming in. Um, so send in your entrance or bleh. However, there are some great special features on here that I'll talk about some other time. 
Oh, I'd love to hear about them sometime, yes. Sometime that isn't now. I'll tell you about all the movies I've just gotten and no. am still getting. What's, what's happening now again? Uh, um, the blah, 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 blah. Uh, oh, the, he just messed up his room, right? They just told him the bad news and he's... Uh, uh, yes, the teenager just made a mess of his bedroom. He's, he's thrown a temper tantrum. How did... I'm looking at the same screen. I haven't moved anything. I've hardly moved my eyes and I can't see where I was in this thing. It's so long.